Shalom, I'm Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries. Thanks for joining us today on The Chosen People. I'm here with my good friend and colleague, Robert Walter, the Regional Director of our New York area, and also he is one of the pastors at Beth Sar Shalom, the House of the Prince of Peace, Brooklyn. Brooklyn splashed right across the webpage. And uh, Bobby is one of the founding leaders and current leaders of this Messianic congregation in the heart of Orthodox Jewish Brooklyn. What can you tell us about that congregation, Bobby? How's it going? Oh, it's going really well. Thank you, Mitch. We've really been blessed. We were able to, you know, to get through the pandemic. We've been meeting in person since uh, June of 2021. And uh, yeah, the Lord has been faithful. He continues to bring in new people and Jewish people in particular that we've been able to share the gospel with and disciple. And Have you seen any Jewish people come to faith in Jesus through this? congregation? Um, yeah, I think we could do, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could probably do a whole entire episode just talking about uh, great stories and testimonies. So, what our, our appetite? Just give us a snippet. Okay. So, right when the pandemic first began, we had a Jewish man who came. He's from Brooklyn. He's a wonderful guy. And uh, he actually visited our congregation once, uh, right before the pandemic started. And when COVID hit, he was really anxious. I'm, I mean, we remember what it was like in New York during that time. It was just because there's so many people uh, and, and New York quickly became, you know, the epicenter of the outbreak at that time. And he was he was really anxious about it and worked up, you know, understandably. One of our congregation members was in touch with him and got onto a FaceTime call with him. And uh, over the course of about 45 minutes, he heard the gospel again, and it really touched his heart, and the Spirit moved, and he prayed to receive the Messiah. And uh, he's he's been a wonderful part of the congregation since then, and it's almost like he was a you know how some people are talking about they've had uh, COVID babies? Well, he's uh, a COVID born-again Jewish COVID believer. He's a born-again baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to see many of those wonderful people in heaven. Uh, so, Bobby, a kind of a pointed question, uh, because we're going to be talking today, our program is going to be all about the Word of God in the Old Testament. So, we believe that we have two Testaments, mm. the Old and the New. Right. And both are inerrant. Theonustos, the Greek word, is used. God breathed. Right. And we believe that both the Old and the New Testament are God breathed documents. They're written through human hands, but they are God breathed and inerrant, perfect in all that they say. That means the Word of God comes with power. It's like a, a piercing sword that divides between soul and spirit, according to the writer of Hebrews. And so, when you're reaching out to a Jewish person, do you think it's a good idea to use the Old Testament or the New Testament? <laughs> Which one's better? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, honestly, in my experience, and I think in the experience of uh, many of our staff with Chosen People Ministries, it's always best to sort of meet people where they are. And uh, when it comes to Jewish people, even the more, you know, secular agnostic types, if they're going to look at scripture and view something as being legitimate, in their view, it would be the Old Testament or the Hebrew scriptures. So, usually that's where we begin. When we have a, a Jewish person who's actually interested in 
talking about and looking at the Bible, we'll usually begin looking in the Old Testament because it's so familiar, because it's accepted, because it's it's safe for them. Right. And and there's just such a clear path to Jesus going through Old Testament prophecy, beginning maybe even with Genesis 3.15 with this mm-hmm. smashing of the snake's head and the bruising of the of the heel right. of the future Redeemer. And uh, many of our listeners, I'm sure, are aware of these prophecies. But did you use some Old Testament prophecies with this Jewish guy who came to faith? Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. I mean, of course. I th- oh, wow. I think we, we spent quite a bit of time talking about passages like Isaiah 9, uh, verses 6 and 7. Mm. And also, of course, Isaiah 53. I mean, uh, Mitch, you're familiar with that passage. Is that right? Yes. I, r- I wrote a very basic book on that. And uh, if you want that book, you can go to our website for the radio program. Chosenpeople.com slash radio. All righty. There you go. Hey, Bobby, I also know that Chosen People's planning an online conference called Advent Through Jewish Eyes as we begin approaching that season of the year. And it's going to be all about Old Testament prophecy. We're going to focus on the Word of God in the Old Testament. It will be with great theologians, uh, Michael Brown, has a PhD in Old Testament. Michael Rodelnik has been teaching about the Old Testament at Moody Bible Institute for decades. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be sharing some and others. So, so Bobby, what's the date for this online conference, Advent Through Jewish Eyes? It will be taking place on Thursday evening, December 9th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Great, great. So that's going to be a great way for people to familiarize themselves with the Word of God. We've spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks on Psalms, Psalm 130, Psalm 23. Well, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 119. Mm. It's the longest Psalm in the Bible, Mm -hmm. and it's all about David's heart and David's love for the Word of God. He loves the statutes, the commandments, the promises, you name it, whatever, however he views the Word of God. David loves the Word of God. It's a light unto our path. And you know, I always tell people there'd be no New Testament without an Old Testament. <laughs> right, right. Uh, common sense. But it, it makes a pretty good point because the New Testament is as, of course, as inspired as the Old Testament. And uh, the Old Testament is such a gift because it really spells out the bedrock principles on how the Jewish people and even how we as Christians should live in this day and age. And there's wonderful, wonderful principles. It's not just filled with dry laws that are oppressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Old Testament is filled with grace and filled with uh, God's love. In fact, a quick verse, one of my favorite verses from 2 Timothy 3.16, which a lot of people know, but if you've got your Bible and you're listening to this radio show, just pull it out real quick so that you can Check me on the details here. This is from the New American Standard. All scripture, the Greek word graphe, which was a direct reference to the Old Testament, all scripture is inspired by God. Again, theonoustos, God breathed. If you want to know why they use that word in the New Testament, why Paul used it, put your hand in front of your mouth and talk, and you will feel your breath on your hand. It is God breathed, God breathed, and it's profitable for teaching or doctrine, for reproof, for telling you what's wrong, for correction, telling you what's right, and then for training in righteousness so that you can live a holy life. And I'm telling you, if 
more Christians read the Old Testament scriptures, we would be living a much holier life because it speaks to so many different important aspects of our lives. And it deals with some of the hard issues of uh, sexual morality and issues related to gender and issues related to fairness, issues related to justice, issues related to to generosity. I mean, the Old Testament is just filled with these wonderful principles that we are free as Christians because Jesus made us free. We are free to, one way or another, apply the Old Testament to our everyday life. And the more we do that, I think the better we are. And we should include the Old Testament in our Bible reading. Uh, don't you think, Bobby? And, and of course, in the preaching of the church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mitch, you know that I'm uh, probably biased when it comes to this, but um, <laughs> I, I think to uh, for believers, yeah, I mean, it is the Word of God. It is God-breathed. This is uh, when, when Paul wrote those words to Timothy, there was no codified New Testament yet. He was referring to primarily the Old Testament. And of course, it applies to the New Testament. But still, this is, like you mentioned, there's so much that we as followers of Jesus today, living in 2021 and beyond, that we can glean from and look to the Old Testament to sort of shore up our faith. I mean, we, we learn, like you mentioned, we learn about uh, loving our neighbor as ourself. We learn about uh, morality and what is right, what is wrong. But also, honestly, we learn about such themes as repentance and forgiveness, our need for the Messiah, our need for redemption, for cleansing, for forgiveness of our sins. And it really, it laid the foundation for the New Testament. How would we ever know what sin is, Bobby, if we didn't have the Old Testament? Exactly. Exactly. Sin in our hearts and sin even in society. There's so much in these 39 books of the Old Testament to understand and to apply to our lives. And I personally think that this is one of the ministries that chosen people can have to our brothers and sisters today. We are, when you think about us, think about the Old Testament. It's okay if you think of the new also, <laughs> but, but think of the Old Testament. We encourage you to delve deeply into the Old Testament. And I hope that you'll take the time to read it, maybe read through the entirety of the Hebrew Scriptures, give yourself a year or so, and to try and better understand this divinely inspired book, which is really not only for the Jewish people, of course, but it's for the Gentiles, especially those who love Jesus as the Messiah. It was the only Bible Jesus ever had. The holidays are upon us, and soon we are going to start hearing holiday music everywhere we go. And so this year, as we get ready to celebrate Advent and Christmas, we'd like to invite you to experience this season through Jewish eyes. Advent through Jewish eyes will be on Thursday, December 9th, 2021 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we hope you will join us at this free virtual event. Together, we will gain a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and why He came. To learn more, just visit chosenpeople.com slash radio. So, Mitch, we've been talking about how understanding the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, can help us as believers today understand our, our spiritual heritage better. Because when we understand where we've come from and how we've been grafted together in the Messiah, uh, through the Messiah, as Jewish and Gentile believers together, it helps us see that our history 
is joined, but also our future is joined. Right. One faith, one baptism, one hope, and I might add one book, (laughs) including both the Old and the New Testament. Now, one of the issues that are moral issues in the Old Testament, which is spelled out in one of the Ten Commandments, is thou shalt not kill. And it really should be understood, thou shalt not murder. And we remember the violence that took place in 2018 and the attack on the Tree of Life congregation in Pittsburgh. It was terrible. It was was horrible. Innocent, beautiful Jewish people passed away. In fact, Jared Younger whose testimony you're about to hear, lost his dad. This white supremacist walked into the synagogue, opened fire, and actually killed 11 people, including Jared's father. But even though it was a terrible tragedy, Jared is going to be able to tell you how he worked his way through this and was even able to forgive because of the grace he experienced through Jesus, the Messiah. I know that you're going to be moved and enjoy this testimony. My dad was murdered in the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. I hear my phone go through two vibrating ring cycles. I open it up. I miss those calls. It was my sister. And I read a text and it says, call me ASAP. I give her a call and she says, uh, there's been a, there's been a shooting at dad's synagogue. My name's Jared Younger. At the time I was 18 months old, I was adopted. Uh, The Younger family, Sherry Younger and Irv Younger, they came in and adopted me. They already had a daughter that they they adopted. Talking to my dad some years ago, and he said said that he fell in love with me the moment he laid eyes on me. I went to Hebrew school uh, twice a week at uh, Beth Shalom. And so I was going through all of these things, and the thing that I was realizing is there wasn't any life in it. There was some intense abuse in that home. My mom had diabetes, so her blood sugar would spike. She would react really impulsively to that. This proclamation of being Jewish, but I'm seeing a lot of behavior that just didn't line up. And so (laughs) I just remember being a confused little kid. My identity through high school was education. Going to my room immediately and just studying and canceling my mom out, but she'd still get to me. My escape was just dreaming of a good college to go to. That's what my hope was in. When she died, you know, we're already in a position where we didn't have any money and really couldn't pay for me to go through school. I'm just kind of figuring out what is this whole life about. My whole identity was manifested in becoming a history professor, as silly and stupid as that is. And so now I'm like, what do I even live for? And so I placed all of my attention and focus into writing a movie. All I was doing was working out, writing, watching a lot of movies. And I was absolutely out of my mind. I was so delusional. I'd walk around at night just rehearsing for Hollywood. At that point, it was my identity. That was the success of that screenplay was what my hope was in. When I was in Hollywood, ended up working for another nonprofit organization, 
and they would do canvassing work all over the all over the LA area. So I'm out there and nobody's stopping for me. Nobody. And I'm getting so discouraged. I make a left, stand in front of the side street and wait, and I see this couple. And I start analyzing them like a salesman would. And I'm just so ready. I'm like, they're mine. I'm gonna get them. They end up coming up to me. They have the biggest smiles on their faces. I can remember that smile so vividly. I'm so ready to tell them about this. And it didn't get very far because they ended up telling me about Jesus. This woman who was talking to me, her name is Lisa. She had the same exact condition that killed my mom. And this guy, Alan, her husband, had some Jewish background to him. And I was just so encouraged by speaking with both of them. They ended up inviting me to their beach house. Anytime Jesus was mentioned, just kind of in, in, my, in the community I grew up in, he's not, he wasn't taken seriously or there was just a lot of anger. And that's what I had. I just had anger and I didn't take it seriously for the most part. And so that was what they got. I remember um, Alan specifically saying to me, you know, don't take our word for these things. Why don't you ask God himself if he's real? I remember I was there, it was the fourth night I was in their home. I was about to jump in the shower and I looked in the mirror and I just said, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And boom, I just had, my whole life was flashing before me like a projector. From the time I was born to kindergarten, everything was perfectly calculated, harmoniously connected to me meeting that couple in Santa Monica. He showed me everything that I had experienced in life had culminated and was, was absolutely brought to this place where I had met Alan and Lisa in Santa Monica. Was in that shower, I was an atheist. I came out of that shower believing that God exists. I did not confess God to be Jesus at that time. I just knew there was a God. So I ended up getting a sick, sick um, with this flu. And I remember being so broken down. Teresa was over uh, the house, um, one of Lisa's friends, and she prayed as if she was like, just speaking as God, just Jared, I died on the cross for you. In the middle of it, I knew that I needed forgiveness and I needed a savior because the weight of the decisions that I had been making in my life just were not adding up. And I felt so hopeless and I knew I needed hope. And so it was at that moment that I believe there was just a full-blown confession of, I want you in my life, Jesus. October 27th, I hear my phone go through two vibrating ring cycles. I open it up. I miss those calls. It was my sister. And I read a text and it says, call me ASAP. I give her a call and she says, uh, there's, been a, there's been a shooting at Dad's synagogue. And there was an anti-Semitic gunman who opened fire at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There were so many phone calls that my sister gave that I gave to him and everything was coming up short. During that wait period, the suspense was re so real. I could feel every ounce of second. Time was my enemy. The more time went by, the more we didn't hear from him, the less hope there was. One of the hardest things 
that I was going through was regretting um, not being more loving of a son. She said, Dad got shot and he's dead. And I just, uh, I just said, no, Jordy, how do you know? Did they, she said, somebody was there at the synagogue, they saw him, he's dead. The morning of the funeral, I was on my knees and I was wrestling with God, should I be sharing, should I be sharing Jesus with these people? I said a lot about my dad, and then I said, I wanna let you know that there's a God who loves everybody in this room. He knows the moment you took your first breath and when you're gonna take your last. And his name is Jesus Christ. Everything you've ever done that was awful and wrong, God loves you so much that he gave his son Jesus to pay for every single one of those things with his blood. Turn to the Lord with all your heart. Believe in Jesus, for the kingdom of God is at hand and your eternity depends on it. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. So Mitch, what we've talked about so far is the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures. Uh, And we've talked about how they're so important and understanding them is so important when we come to the New Testament, because when we look at the teaching of Jesus, we see that his teaching is consistent with what we find in the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. And dare I say, his teachings even magnify the Hebrew scriptures. Right, right, absolutely. You said often, you've heard it said, but I say, he was the destiny of the Hebrew scriptures. He is, according to Paul, the teleos, the fulfillment, the completion of of God's revelation. It's my prayer, Bobby, that our listeners will be moved to study the Hebrew scriptures and learn more about God's plan for us individually and as a church and even as a nation. And to that end, I'd like to encourage everyone to take a look at our website because we have lots of resources and materials that will help you connect with the Old and New Testaments as you go deeper in your walk with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So you can find us online at chosenpeople.com slash radio. Again, chosenpeople.com slash radio. Go there and we'll have some really great information for you And uh, I hope that you will enjoy learning more and more about your Jewish heritage, and particularly your heritage as far as the Old Testament scriptures. Well, thanks for listening. We're very happy that you joined us today. The Chosen People is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. And if you missed any portion of today's message, or if you'd like to share this program with a friend, just go online to chosenpeople.com slash radio. And while you're there, be sure to request our calendar. It's yours just for letting us know that you're listening today. Wow, people are going to love that calendar with beautiful photos from Israel on the places where Jesus walked. I know that you're going to really enjoy it. You can actually call and receive your free calendar by calling the number 888-2-YESHUA, Y-E-S-H-U-A, the Hebrew name for Jesus. 888-293-7482, 888-2-YESHUA. You can also go to chosenpeople.com slash radio, and we'll make sure to send you that beautiful calendar of photos from Israel where Jesus walked. You'll love it. You can also ask for the calendar to be sent to your home when you write to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. 
And now to close with the ironic benediction, here's Marty Getz and Mitch Glazer. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er panavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha Shalom, v'yasem l'cha shalom, v'yasem l'cha shalom, v'yasem l'cha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.